As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is, so you think you're a business manager. <laughs> Our guest is Frank Tuffy. He's the business manager for Dr. Mike Neal's eye care practice in Pennsylvania, and also serves Dr. Neal as the business manager for the eye care team consultancy called Build My Team. Frank, welcome to the Think Again podcast. Thank you, Scott. Happy to be here. Nice yeah, to it's meet been you. Yeah, it's my pleasure to get to know you. And I know you have some really interesting experiences that will be applicable to our audience. So let's go right to that. Tell me about your history of work outside of eye care. What business experience had you had in your life that gave you your foundation for providing business management in eye care businesses? Yeah, I mean, this might upset the apple cart, but Scott, at the end of the day, I don't have a lot of interest in the science of eye care. I mean, it's just, it does absolutely nothing for me. I just glaze over. It's just, it's just not there. I, I come from a corporate background. I spent 30 years with a major financial institution as a senior vice president in some of their operations groups. And, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's looking at eye care or looking at anything else, it, it, it's a matter of bringing a fresh set of eyes to things and a different approach to doing things. Um, I never put much thought, quite honestly, into eye care. I just put thought into how do you improve upon a process? Process improvement is a big thing of mine. Uh, how do you make a team more productive? How do you keep a team happy? And how do you run a successful business? And those things apply to any business that's out there, from the mom and pop hardware store to you know, Apple, Amazon, anything across the board. You know, that's really interesting because I think as consumers, we walk into a Home Depot or a Lowe's and we don't realize that in corporate America, those places all have systems. And while we try to implement as ECP business owners systems, it's, it's much, it's sort of disjointed. And ECPs wear every hat while they lead their eye care business, including having to care about the science and the medicine of it. And I don't think most of us who have led businesses will admit the truth, which is we don't do all of it quite well. Do you agree? I, I, I do. And, uh, and that's not to say, you know, of course, just like any place in any business, some of them do it real well. Some of them are great. Some of them have the ability to wear two hats. Um, but, you know, it's, it's difficult doing both. At the end of the day, you became an OD. You became a healthcare provider to help others, to help patients, to help them see better, to possibly catch something that's wrong with them that can save their life. And, and that's who you are. You, know, you, you took the Hippocratic Oath. That's what you believe in. Uh, and that's who you are inherently. It's, it's very difficult to change people. Who you are is who you are. And so so the- as a, as a, I'm sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to say, so in that corporate world you lived in for three decades, it was about taking the people who do the work and bringing processes and making sure those processes were continually reviewed. Give me a little more insight about what you were doing there. 
you, you sit back and, and and this applies to whether it's the corporate world or uh, a two or three person medical practice. You end up doing a lot of tasks because you think they're important and they end up not being important at all. So what I like to do is take a step back and let just watch. Just watch what people do, watch how they interact, watch what they do every day and find out why they do it and how that applies to patient care, how that applies to the bottom line. You find that they do things because they were told to do. And then you ask them why they do. Why do you ask the patient that question? I don't know. That's what I was told to do. You got to pull it back. So what I like to do is just watch what's going on for a while, listen to what's going on, and then start looking at all the tasks and then start measuring how long those tasks take and put together a capacity model. So you can see what everybody's doing, how much time it takes, and how many FTE it takes to perform those tasks, and how those tasks benefit the business or benefit patient care. And then what you can do is say, okay, these are important, and they take X number of hours a day. Is there anything we can do to do that in less time so we can do more of that? So this way you put your dollars where they should be. Look at the tasks you can automate that are important. Eliminate the things that you were doing that add absolutely no value. And you'd be surprised how many of those there are. And then you start fresh. And then that what that leads into is you also end up with a team that understands what they're doing because you asked all the questions. You eliminated all the unnecessary tasks and you put all the tasks in that allow them to see how they personally lead to patient care, lead to more profitability for the business, lead to a, a more happy environment and a better culture. That's fantastic. I, I want to keep on that. You talked earlier, right, that the doctor is a eye care delivery expert. They are dealing with the science and the medicine of delivery of that care. And it's very different, as you describe it, to use this straight business mindset to look at process. Um, and so when an OD is running the practice, it's hard for them to separate it. Are you an advocate for ODs to bring a business minded manager to the table? Uh, is that investment going to pay itself back in process improvement if they do what you just said? Yeah, I, I am. And, uh, you know, and it's not because I'm saying, oh, you should, you know, bring in consultants and, you know, pay them for 10 years. And it's, just bring in somebody to talk to, bring in a different set of eyes. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. As an OD, your time is extremely valuable. When you spend it worrying about your capture rate and optical rather than patient care, at the end of the day, you end up losing money because of that itself. You're just compounding the problem. And you know, with practice owners and you see it with new managers, uh, you have to take a different approach with people. The world is different than it was 20 years ago. The I'm in charge mentality and preaching to people rather than coaching and nurturing just does not work. They don't respond to do it my way. You have to be a bit of a chameleon, uh, something different to each employee while keeping your goals and your message consistent. But what motivates one person is completely different from what motivates another. How I might get one person to do the things I want versus another person, completely different approach. There's people that I can basically say, get off your butt and go do that. And that's what they thrive on. Yeah. They want that military approach. That's what they want. That's how they react. There's other people, if I said that to, they cry. 
So it's up to me to be different for each person. It's not up to each person to come into, you know, just come into the, the funnel that I want and mm. just, you know, react to my approach. It's not going to work. You're not going to retain employees. You're not going to build a more successful business. Uh, great advice. Does, on a new topic, does an OD uh, owning an eye care practice that has these very different business units, right? One's healthcare, one's retail optical. Um, does that compound the business management challenges that that eye doctor that's trying to run the business has? You must, you must believe that's true. I, I don't know if that's too leading of a question. No, it does. And, and you touched on it a few minutes ago. It, it's, you know, I personally found that it works better if the, if the OD focuses more on patient care and leaves a good portion of the business direction to others. It's not to mean that you're not involved. Uh, however, staff members are there because of who they are naturally, who they are as far as being an empathetic individual who wants to help with patient care. They, don't, they wanna see the doctor making a difference in people's lives and telling stories about what they found in the, you know, in the fundus photos today that are, is going to make a difference in this individual and, you know, how they went over and they, they spoke to it later and it was caught early enough. And those are the stories they want to hear. They don't want the OD saying, can you get the capture rate up to 60%? That's, that's not what they want to hear. They want to hear that come from somebody else. In, in an earlier podcast, we met with the founder of your company, Build My Team, Dr. Mike Neal, who talked a bit about the process of bringing employees in and, and building teams where through a process that your company uses, you get excellent people that can do a job and then you sort of drive it. As the business manager of both your clinic and you also oversee Build My Team's business operations, can you give us some added context as to how doctors should be thinking about having a business manager help them with this process of selecting the right people to face their patients? Because it's where we all mess it up. Yeah, I mean, even as a business manager, when I, when I work on the practice side, I'm using Build My Team when I'm looking for a new team. You know, we, we practice what we preach for, you know, to, for lack of a better phrase. And I'll tell you the truth, when I leverage Build My Team and what they do as far as measuring uh, whether a person's gonna fit into practice and how quickly they can uh, learn a task or how empathetic they were and how, how interested they are in patient care and what their stress level is. If I bring one of those people in for an interview, they're already 95% hired. This, this isn't you know digging through a pile of resumes. I know, almost, I know more about that person than they do almost at that point when they, when they walk in the door. Uh, so leveraging what they bring to the table definitely helps. But on the, the second part of that is you have to keep them. And how do you keep them? You have to train, okay? We're talking about bringing people in that may not have experience, but that's okay. Because we've already told you that they will flourish in healthcare, that they can learn quickly, that they have a high stress tolerance, you know, all these things that are key, uh, we can tell you from an optical standpoint, would the person be good on the sales floor? So when you look at those things, you bring them in, but train, be good to them, offer a, a, a good, safe 
culture within your practice. Uh, pay them well. We all know pay scales have changed. There's a lot of inflation. You know, be aware of what's around you. Are you in an area where there's 40 other practices and you look on Indeed and there's, you know, 100 tech jobs posted? You have to be different. You can't, I mean, how, how are you going to retain, how are you going to attract talent? How are you going to retain talent if you're not different? You know, implement profit sharing. So in the practice, we have that once you're there a year, you go into a profit sharing program and all the employees get a percentage of the net income on a monthly basis. And why do we make it net income instead of gross income? Because at the end of the day, too many people are hung up on gross income. Uh, you know, people walk around, I've got a million dollar practice. I've got a million and a half practice. Okay, well, what was your net income? Oh, it was about 10%. Okay, well, you're failing. You may not want to hear that, but you're failing. Okay. <laughs> because don't be content with a 10 to 20% net income. You're doing, no matter what you're doing, whether it be a, your million dollar practice, $2 million practice, if you're not in that 35, 40, 45% as net income as a percentage of gross, you're not, you're not meeting your potential. And the way you meet your potential is to surround yourself with talent, treat them well, make them owners, let them understand their numbers, and it makes all the difference in the world. When somebody has a business manager like you with your skill set coming in from a corporate mindset and, and driving the philosophies you just espoused, and thinking about incentivizing people who, uh, through net income and a portion of it, then you can also educate them about the importance of not just willy-nilly hiring because somebody believes we need another person at the desk to answer the phones. It further optimizes everyone's insights on creating operational effectiveness. Is that right? That's 100% correct, Scott. You, you hit the nail on the head because when you look at net income, it gives them ownership of income and it gives them ownership of, of expenses. So you, when you own both sides, that's when you see the big picture and that's when you understand what the bottom line really is. I think another advantage of having a business manager that's not the OD is this idea of you know how you measure your practice. I know you are a metrics driven person uh, in, in all the business operations oversight that you do. Tell me when we talk about staffing, aside from you know, motivating them the way you have with incentive programs, what is the metric, for lack of a better word? What's the measurement you use to measure how your staff is doing? How do you take their temperature? Is it, it's not as simple as retention as a you know, <laughs> lack of turnover. Can you give me a little off-the-cuff thoughts about how a doc should, uh, how, you know, how a business manager looks at running a business and having a good staff productive uh, measurement. You know, one of it is just not even something you measure. It's just who you are with each individual. And, you know, knowing their kid's name and that, you know, Susie was in a play last night. And just the next morning saying, hey, how'd everything go yesterday? How'd Susie do? So just personalizing things a little bit and, and, you know, being involved in what they do and understanding that they have other things in their life too, besides working for you. So being aware of that and, and having those casual conversations, it's, it goes a long way with them. The, the second thing is when you look at the numbers, don't 
overreact or underreact to some of the movement in some of your metrics, okay? This, you're in this for the long haul. If my capture rate yesterday was 40%, don't run out and say, why are we at 40%? What's going on? It, it doesn't go over well with your team. I mean, who knows what the reason was for the one day? You have to look at trends. And you have to have enough of a sample size to decide when to address something and when it's important. That's fantastic. I, I agree with you that that sometimes there's the immeasurable um, in a practice, right? It's the connectedness of people. Um, it's not having somebody just drone along for the day and not be connected. And a doctor can bring this real high vision. We're going to change the world by reducing the number of macular degeneration and dry eye patients. But a business manager can help um, the doctor by being the person who more often than not is going to cross their path and ask them about themselves. I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, you got this audience of eye doctors who run eye care businesses. And as somebody who is trying to help them be their best, what can you tell them as we part today about driving their practice? I know you've already said, you know, get a business manager in there, but what else can you tell them as we wrap up? Uh, I, I think the most important thing is don't surround yourself with yes men. Don't surround yourself with people who feel intimidated by you because you're the OD. Surround yourself with people who bring a, a good amount of opinions, people that are not afraid to speak up, uh, people that look at things from uh, different places, people that take a look and say, again, why are you doing this? And how can I help you make it better? Uh, they need to be people that really feel that they're making a difference for you and for the patient. So surround yourself with a diverse group of people who are not afraid to question things. Uh, and there's a right way and wrong way to question things, don't get me wrong, uh, but, and be open to their opinions. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody brings something different to the table. I, you know, if you ask me a question on eye care, I might just look at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, so, and when you don't know, and I think this is really important, when you don't know something, say you don't know. Just be open and honest about who you are. Uh, treat everybody fairly. Uh, you know, be happy, smile, let them have fun. You know, don't, don't, you know, because, you know, if they laugh at a joke, you know, they, they let them have it. Let them have it. Let them have some flexibility in their day, in their time. Uh, let them feel like they're making a difference. And, and that's your best chance of success. Everything else falls into place if you have a supportive team. You have that the group of people you can lean on that you know you don't have to even tell them to do anything, that by the time you came up with the idea, they already implemented it. That's how you succeed. Well, spoken as a voice of experience. Frank Tuffy coming into the eye care industry, not caring about the eye care part, but caring about great business. And your partner, Dr. Neil, caring enough about you being somebody who could help give that guidance, uh, a lot of self-awareness on Dr. Neil's part to do that. I'm really pleased that you shared all these thoughts with us, Frank, and I hope that you and Build My Team continue to have success 
Thanks for your contributions on today's Think Again podcast. Thank you, Scott. It was my pleasure. And that's all for today's Think Again podcast from GPM. <laughs>